the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What is the next logical step? What, what do we do after God moves? We should celebrate and we should worship. And so I've been thinking about let's, let's have an entire year of celebration, an entire year of worshiping God, an entire year of thanking God for the way He works in our life. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Everything we do at Shepherd is based around John 3.14 that teaches us to lift up the name of Jesus that the world might believe. We want to come alongside you in your journey with God and help you become stronger in your faith so you can better serve Jesus and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. Two years ago, our theme was the adventure of faith. And we spent an entire year, an entire year, for 12 months, we preached on faith. And we asked you as a church to step out in faith. This last year, 2011, was the year of the supernatural, and it was kind of a logical progression because once you step out in faith, then this last year was the year that we were to see God move in our lives. Now, we studied the book of Acts where God supernaturally unleashed His Spirit upon the church, and then where God supernaturally unleashed the church upon the world. We had a series called Thunder from the Mountain where God spoke uh, supernaturally on top of these mountains. Then we had a series called OMG, Five Things You Need to Know uh, Before You Utter His Name. Then we looked at the book of Matthew because there's more miracles in the book of Matthew than any other book. We had a, in August, we looked at the book of Jonah. And then we finished the fall with the book of Revelation where God moves supernaturally at the end of time. And the last thing we studied was the book of Ruth during the month of December where God supernaturally uh, moved in order for us to be saved. Can someone say amen to that? And I was thinking about what is the next logical step? We step out in faith, we see God move. What is the next logical step? What what do we do after God moves? We should celebrate and we should worship. And so I've been thinking about let's let's have an entire year of, of celebration, an entire year of worshiping God, an entire year of thanking God for the way he's the way he works in our life. And then I started thinking about, well, I'm not sure I want to, I'm not sure I want to preach on worship for an entire year, although I could. Uh, I, I wasn't sure I wanted to preach the entire year on worship. And so I wanted to do something that included worship, that had worship at its core, but that it encompassed more things than just worship. I have a research assistant who had given me some material, and in that material, I came across the idea of having a year called the year of Jubilee. And although I had heard about the year of Jubilee, I I knew what it was, 
generally speaking, I had never really studied in depth what the year of Jubilee meant. And so uh, this next year, the year 2012, will be the year of Jubilee. And I can't wait over the course of the year to explain to you all the things that have to do with that year. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Leviticus chapter 25. Leviticus chapter 25. And we're not going to have time to go into great detail because I'm going to show you the sermon schedule uh, for the year and tell you about some things our church is going to be involved with. Leviticus 25, it talks about the year of Jubilee, and there are several other passages in the Bible. But before we get to the year of Jubilee, the first six, seven verses of Leviticus 25, and that's the third book in your Bible, the first part of Leviticus 25 talks about the year of the Sabbath, the Sabbath year, that God wants every seven years to have what's called uh, the year of the Sabbath. I want to just look at the year of the Sabbath before we go to the year of Jubilee, because they're tied together. Verse 1 says, the Lord said to Moses on Mount Sinai, speak to the Israelites and say to them, when you enter the land I'm going to give you, the land itself must observe a Sabbath to the Lord. For six years, everybody say six years. For six years, sow your fields. And for six years, prune your vineyards and gather their crops. But in the seventh year, the seventh year, the land is to have a Sabbath of rest. And that Sabbath belongs to the Lord. He says, do not, the seventh year, do not sow your fields, do not prune your vineyards. Verse 5 says, do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the grapes of your untended vines. The land is to have a year of rest. Now, as you read through the Bible, you discover that God is a God of order. When he created the world, he he did creation in six days, and on the seventh day, he did what? He rested. And then we come to what's called a work week, uh, one week, seven days. We, uh, as, as believers, we're to work for six days But on the seventh day, God wants us to take a Sabbath. He wants us to rest. Well, in Leviticus 25, he's talking about the land. When they came into the land of Israel, uh, that they were to work the land, toil the land, turn the soil for six years. But the seventh year, it was a commandment for them. It was to be a year of rest, a Sabbath year. And that year was to be holy. That year was to be sacred. Now, the idea is this, and you need to understand this. The idea, we'll address this hopefully later on throughout the year. You have this this land. If you will work it for six years, and on the seventh year, let it rest, and then you start that cycle over, your land will produce more crops working six years and resting one than if you decided, you know, I can't afford not to work the land because I I need to have uh, some resources. I'm just going to work year after year after year after year. God says, no, that land will produce more if you'll work six and take one year off, just like in a normal work week, if you will work six days and take the seventh day and have a day of Sabbath and make it a holy day, You'll get more done in the course of your lifetime if you rest every seventh day as opposed to if you work every single day. Now, we, for somehow, we've turned the Sabbath into a day of recreation. That's what, it, that's what Sunday represents for most people. But we need to understand the laws of God. So in the first six, seven verses, he, he, he just talks about the year of the Sabbath. 
Six years you work the land, the seventh year you rest. Starting with verse 8, he then talks about this thing called the year of Jubilee. Everybody say Jubilee. And so let's look at verse 8. It says, count off seven Sabbaths of years. In other words, you do this you do this six days work and one, day, one year off, six years work the land and one year rest the land. That's a cycle. That, that's a seven-year cycle. You count out seven of those Sabbaths of years. Seven times seven years. That's what the Bible says. Seven times seven years so that the seven Sabbaths of years amount to a period of how long? Forty-nine years because seven times seven is forty-nine. Verse 9, it, it says to blow the trumpets. And then he says in verse 10, consecrate the 50th year. Everybody say 50th. Consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all of its inhabitants. And the Bible says it shall be a jubilee for you. Now, again, I'm not going to have time to dig dig deep into this. I'm praying that next week I have time to do that. So I hope you'll come back and let me go through this a little bit more. I do hope and pray that sometime this week, uh, before next week, you'll sit down and read through the entire 25th chapter of the book of Leviticus. But what it's saying is that every seventh year is to be a year of the Sabbath where you let the land rest. After you do that for seven cycles, after seven Sabbaths, after... 49 years on the 50th year is a special year. It is to be a year of rest. It it is a year that represents renewal. And pay attention to all this. It's a year that represents starting over. It's a year where all your debts were to be canceled. It was a year where land and property was turned back to its original owners. It was to be a year of worship. It was to be a year of reflection. It was to be a year of serving because you have time. You weren't working at the fields. You now have time to help others. You have time to serve. It was to be a year of forgiveness where you, where you let go of debts, a year where you totally depended upon God. It's a year where God kind of looked down on his nation and he would set, he would push the reset button. And he just says, you know what? We're going to start all over. It was to be a year of reflection, a year of rejoicing, a year of realignment, a year of recalibration. And what does that have to do with us here at Shepherd if we're going to truly have a year of Jubilee? It means that these next 12 months are going to be a period where you and I must fully trust in God. We want this to be a year of worship. We want this to be a year where we celebrate all that God has done in our life. We want this to be a year where you cancel debts, where, where people who have offended you, people who have crossed you, people that you're holding grudges against, that you let all that bitterness go. This is going to be the year where I believe you're going to get your life in order. We're going to start over. We're going to rejuvenate. We're going to have a revival. We're going to rejoice. This is going to be a year of jubilee. And all God's people said, amen. Let's clap for the Lord. So here's, what, here's the sermon schedule. Now, next weekend, everybody say next weekend. Everybody say Lord willing. We're going to dive deeper into this year of Jubilee. And we're going to look at uh, Isaiah chapter 61. And we're going to look at Luke chapter 4. Because the year of Jubilee has something to do with when Jesus Christ begins his earthly ministry. You will not want to miss next week. 
So next, next week, uh, we're going to look at the year of the Lord's favor. We're going to start the, the year then with a three-week series on worship. Now, again, I kind of wanted to spend the whole year on that, but we're going to take the first three weeks, and we're going to look at the what and the why of worship. We're going to look at the different ways you worship. We're going to look who are we to worship. And so this series, we're going to get our heart. Everybody say our heart. We're going to get our heart in order. Before we do anything else, we got to get our heart straight. we got to get our heart right. Can someone say amen to that? Then we're going to have a three-week series. We're going to look at not our plan, because our plan obviously does not work. We want to look at God's plan for our debt, God's plan for our dollars, and God's plan for our destiny. There are so many people who are buried right now. They're so far under that for them to think about, how am I going to get through this year? We want to sit down and address, before we even talk about our finances, we've got to get our heart right. Once we get our heart right, then we're going to get our finances in order. And then we're going to have a two-part series on the book that I wrote called God Has an App for That. So we're going to look at the first four chapters where God has an app to turn stress into joy. God has an app to help us overcome temptation. God has an app to help us break down the walls that divide. God has an app to help us resuscitate our faith. And then we're going to have Easter Uh, which again, we're going to put the big tent up uh, outside and all of our satellite campuses will be having large Easter services. And then we're going to come back and have part two. God has an app to help you curb your profanity. God has an app uh, to help restore a broken heart. God has an app uh, to help us prioritize our investments. And God has an app to help heal our afflictions. And that series, write this down, we're getting our life in order. Then we're going to have a series called Imagine. This is going to be a six-week series. And the first weekend, May 19th to 20th, we're going to have a sermon called Imagine if Everyone Did Their Best. And I want you to think about for six weeks that you would serve the best that you could serve, that you would give the best that you could give, that you would pray the best that you could pray, that you would live your life on this earth to the best of your ability, reflecting the love and grace and the mercy of an almighty God. The second week, and here's, here's the idea. I'm going to go through this list. We want every one of you to do one of these next five things, okay? You don't have to do two. If you want to do two, you can. But as I go through this list and I explain them, we want to divide our church uh, in, into, into groups of about a thousand people each, and we want you to be involved in one of these areas. And we'll also be engaged in, with this on all the satellite campuses. The first week, May 26 and 27, we want to imagine if every child had a home. Imagine that, if every child had a home. Now, we're going to do a couple things that weekend. We're going to have, here at the church, we're going to have some adoption agencies here for people that are trying to adopt children. You want information on how to adopt children. So we're going to have classes on marriage. We're going to have classes on parenting. We're going to have a sonogram. We're going to get some woman who's pregnant. And we'll put her behind that green screen so nobody can see the woman. But we're going to put that little thing on her tummy. We're going to show you on the screen a sonogram of a, of a live baby inside a mother and let you see how important life is. And as a church, we're going to focus on what can we do to help protect the life of children. Then we're going to have a, a weekend called What If Everyone Had a Job? Because people are hurting in, in L.A. today, right? So we're actually going to have a job fair here at the church. On, on that 
on that weekend, on Saturday and Sunday, as you come to church, you're gonna, we're going to take appointments for Monday. Monday is going to be, we're going to have stations where you can get clothes. We're going to have a station where you can get makeup. We're going to have a station where you can get a free haircut. We're going to have a station where there are going to be professionals who, are, who will work on your resume. We're going to have a, another station where we'll have a symposium where you'll meet with someone who will tell you how to talk, help you, show you how to talk when you're standing in front of, of uh, someone who's looking to hire. So Sunday, we're just taking appointments for Monday. Monday is where we're going to get haircuts, clothes, resume, makeup. Uh, so I'm, I'll be at the makeup counter. But anyway, uh, and what we want, you see, we're looking for people who will do all this free. We don't want to spend any money doing this. We, we want all the people who are good at makeup. You're going to be at the makeup counter. So people are looking for a job. They're going to come to your counter. Uh, people that are good at typing and doing resumes, we want you there, volunteer, to put resumes together. On Tuesday, we will have the job fair here at the church. And it'll be announced all over Los Angeles. I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to have a minimum of 3,000 people in those lines, maybe 10,000 people in those lines, because people are looking for jobs. So you as, a, you, you as a member of this church, if you own a company uh, and you'd like to be one of the jobs, one of the tables uh, taking resumes and trying to hire people, you can have a table there. Uh, this is not just for our church. We're going to take job, people who are, who are trying to hire outside our church and inside our church. We just want to have the world's greatest job fair of all kind here at Shepherd of the Hills. Then on June 9th and 10th, we're going to have a, ser- a sermon called Imagine If Everyone Was Free From Addictions. And we're going to deal specifically with people who are addicted to drugs, who, have, who are addicted to alcohol, people who have sex addictions or addicted to pornography. We're thinking about dealing with people who are addicted to gambling, and we're thinking about having uh, something to do with those who are addicted to food. And we're going we're gonna to offer that weekend immediate help right there in the service. And then we want to offer some long-term help as well. We're going to have counselors ready to train or to help coach and pray for people who want to come forward that weekend and begin that process of being set free. Uh, we're also going to try to launch a recover, recovery program that's custom designed just for Shepherd of the Hills Church. I'm really excited about week number four there. The last one, June 23rd and 24th, imagine if everyone could hear, simply hear the gospel. Now here's what we want to do on that weekend. We want to produce some type of, on a DVD, some type of modern parable where I'm talking and, and telling some story and then sharing the gospel. And we want to we produce that on a DVD. We're going to put it on the internet as well. We'll do that. But we want to do a hard copy DVD. And we would like to either hand deliver that or to mail that to every person in the San Fernando Valley. That is a huge, huge undertaking. So we need people who can provide those DVDs for us. It's going to be a great expense. We need someone who say, hey, I'll take care of a whole area, a zip code of, or an area code, I, 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 will, I will be responsible for the, for the cost of the mailing, of the postage of that. We want to get a hard copy of, of this gospel, of the gospel message in every single household in the San Fernando Valley. I, I hope you're here next week as I'll dive more into this year of Jubilee. But according to Leviticus chapter 25, the year of Jubilee was mandatory. I want you to say mandatory. It was mandatory. 
The only way you can take a year off from turning the land is by trusting in God. It's the only way you can have a year of Jubilee. I mean, how are you going to get by? How are you going to get by letting the land lie dormant? You see, for them, that was a means to their living. That's what provided their food and their income and their resources. And you're telling me that you just want to let the, the land lie dormant? Well, how are, we going to, how are we going to eat? How are we going to get by? Well, the only way you're going to get by is if you trust that God is going to provide. I want to show you something in the Scriptures. Leviticus 25 verse 11 says that the 50th year, everybody say 50 again, the 50th year shall be a jubilee. So let me get this straight. I'm not going to have resources, and I'm supposed to be happy about I'm supposed to be celebrating about this. My only means of income, I'm supposed to let that go. It says that the 50th year shall be a jubilee for you. Do not sow, do not reap what grows of itself, or harvest the untended vines. Verse 12 says, for it is a jubilee, and it is to be holy for you. Eat only what is taken directly from the fields, and we'll explain more more about that. Seven years. We work the land for six. The seventh year, it lies dormant. How are we going to exist? Then we do it a a second cycle. Then a third cycle. Fourth cycle. Sixth cycle. The seventh cycle, year 49. What was year 49? It was the year of the Sabbath. Okay? So if the year of the Sabbath was year 49, and I'm supposed to let the the land lie dormant on year 49, and then you have the year of Jubilee, which is year 50, and I'm supposed to let the the land lie dormant there, so now you're telling me i got to go two years, year 49, which is the last year of that seventh cycle, and year 50, the year of Jubilee. So now, now I'm really stretched. Because it's not just one year that I, I'm not working the land. Now you're telling me i got to go two years, and now you're telling me i got to be happy and i got to be thanking God for all this. That's exactly what the year of Jubilee was. God set it up where the only way you would get through that is by fully trusting that the Lord will provide, that God will provide supernaturally so that you truly can have a year of Jubilee. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. 
That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.